0: But he talks about, you know, one of the studies that he did was, I think it was 6,000 students. And they found that that social support was the greatest predictor of happiness, but it wasn't just the, the, uh, the getting support. It was actually giving support, which was actually the greatest predictor. So those who gave support the most were the happiest people, which I thought, uh, just so cool. It's just, you know, and that's why these little habits are so important.
1: I believe that love is all around us love is everything and everywhere i am love you are love we are all love in our divinity in our soul in the truest and simplest form of our being we are pure unconditional love love is the answer to everything every week In this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court together we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving kind peaceful happy empathetic understanding and accepting this can only be achieved together it starts with each and every one of us we are one and it's time we start acting that way i am so so grateful That you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest has such infectious energy. You can easily feel how passionate he is about his work in creating more human connection. Arnold Smith is the author of the upcoming book. The connection habits at work how seven tiny habits create happy productive teams he's also a speaker and consultant who specializes in behavior change in relationships he is president and chief visionary of connection apps inc which has a mission to help people develop the habits that lead to happiness life satisfaction and human connection as a wellness advocate he teaches about the power of interpersonal mindfulness and helps people, teams, and organizations integrate the connection habits into their routines. Arnold Smith, man, welcome to the podcast, buddy.
0: Thanks for having me, Justin. It's, uh, it's great to be here.
1: Yes, I, I'm really excited to learn more about you, your company, the connection that you're making. So real quick, everybody, Arnold is the president and chief visionary of Connection Apps, Inc., mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. Um, we uh, connected a little bit, obviously, before coming on here. Uh, and Arnold let me know that the app helps, helps people implement new behaviors. So he let me know that, you know, it, it's not just more information. He's helping people implement these things and new behaviors in their lives. So Arnold, if you can just give people just a quick understanding of Connection Apps, Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, and just what that entails a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, our mission is to help people implement the habits of happiness, human connection and life satisfaction. That's that's our our uh, our purpose for being. And, you know, as as a kind of the, the background is as a consultant and corporate trainer, like I just I was kind of focused on culture change and really helping people love where they work. And what I noticed was it didn't matter how good the information was. Like you just get this, people will be blown away. We get comments like that's the best course, best workshop. And, but then like, it didn't matter. And it was the same for me. I would go do a workshop and I'd be blown away by the two days of material. of like, Oh, my life's changed forever. And then like six months later, my life is the same. I'm like, what happened? You know, like why I thought I, I became so fascinated with why is it so hard for people to actually change. Why is it like, we know what we know. Everybody knows there's no secret to like, how do you have healthy teeth or how do you, how do you lose weight? I mean, it's really simple. You, you burn more calories than you consume, you lose weight. It's like, there's no rocket science and yet, you know, losing weight is a billion dollar industry because knowing just simply doesn't make any difference. And so I really wanted to do something that was about helping people take action. Of course, you need to know how you need to have that, that ability or that, that make it easier, but knowing just that it isn't an, isn't enough. And so I wanted to do something else uh, around that, especially around making people happy.
1: I love that so much. right. It's like putting it into action. And those examples you used are, are so good because I've been in those experiences before too. You'll have somebody come in or you'll go to a seminar or something and you could run through a wall. And then, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm on top of the world. Exactly. <laughs> and then a few days go by, and you're kind of in the same situation that you were. You didn't really implement the things that were talked about there. So I, I got really excited when you had mentioned that, too you know, that it is behavioral, and you're, you're trying to increase these new things for people to actually take action as opposed to just logically uh, understanding what that kind of looks like. Um, and I love this too. You said that the app is focused on helping people increase the number of positive interactions with mm-hmm. others through interpersonal mindfulness and mm-hmm. to deepen the skill of making others feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa.
0: Like, right. Well, and it's because, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because like the spread love movement would be like, yeah, that's so great. I'm, I'm in. But then there's like a gap. So when behavior happens, there's one of my favorite behavior scientists named BJ Fogg. And he's out of Stanford and wrote a book called Tiny Habits. Uh, he's also got a little program. So if look him up if you want to learn about behavior change. Fantastic. But one of the things he talks about is for an action to happen, for a behavior to happen, three things need to happen at the exact same time. One is you have to be motivated. You have to have the ability. But there also has to be a trigger. Now, the reason why the trigger doesn't occur to us like that is always happens is because most of the time it's completely subconscious. It's not, it's below our level of awareness that triggers. Like, you know, you're you walk into a room and instantly your body goes, Oh, this is what I do in this room. You know, you, you sit down on the couch, you you crack a beer, whatever it is, like there's just a trigger that just happens. And um, and so you know, one of the things that you have to focus on is all three of those things and really helping people. And so that's why, you know, ultimately using harnessing technology to do that—that that was kind of the, the motivation for me. I, f- I kind of forgot what she asked about, and it's like I, I, I go down tangents. So uh, so please, Justin, keep me keep me online if, <laughs> if I end up going down somewhere. I'll try and I try and stay focused, but you know, it's uh, I just love talking about this stuff. Love making a difference for people. So um, anyway, it's great. Man.
1: I love tangents. They're great. Let the you know, <laughs> yeah. let your mind go. Let it just flow wherever it takes you. It's, it's going to be a beautiful place. If you could, if you could just give us like a, just a quick understanding too, what, like what is in the app, what is, what's happening in there that's allowing people to connect and it's allowing people to feel more loved and appreciated.
0: Yeah, it's really great. So, um, it's kind of like, this is a a short and a long story. So there's a couple of things like the app is designed to like, what is the latest, how do you help people take action? So, you know, customized triggers is really important. Um making it easy, like you can't do a goal. Like I can't lose weight, I can't make more money. There's an actions that are related to achieving that goal. And so if you haven't broken down the behavior into like a really simple step that you can do when you get that trigger, then it won't happen. And so one of the things that BJ talks about, BJ Fogg, uh, like he's my man, uh, <laughs> but one of the things he talks about is that when it's uh, when it's hard to do, even if you're really motivated, the trigger fails. And so the the easier you can make the activity and the higher motivation you have the more likely the trigger is to succeed. So if it's if it's easy and you're and you're not really motivated you still might do it. If it's hard and you're really motivated, you know, maybe it will succeed. But if it's easy and you're highly motivated the trigger succeeds every time. And so part of what the app does is it breaks down behaviors into really specific things that you can do uh you know so so that was kind of the idea and really around how do you make someone have a positive uh make make them feel good essentially and I started with like what is the physiological response of love like thing in the body when you're experiencing love not like intellectually knowing what's happening there and so the actions I look I said well what else does that like what So you can say, I love you, or or, I'm being loving, but what does that actually mean? Like, it's hard to like, in the moment, I I want you to feel loved. What's the action? And so I started researching, what are the actions that are proven to generate that response? And so things like, you know, your your heart rate lessons sometimes, well, sometimes it speeds up depending on, you know, what it is, but um, it's a positive thing. It shifts you into your parasympathetic nervous system. You get an oxytocin and serotonin release, like all these great things happen. And so I thought, well, what are the actions that do that? And I started with um, like the stuff that I know, like, okay, I, this is what I do to be good in my relationship or, you know, that to take care of people. Then I looked at like read thousands, you know, I read dozens of books and, you know, hundreds of surveys and courses. And, and like, that was the social proof. Like, so I'd say, you know, like anything that I, that's in there is like, you go, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But then I wanted to have this science and really looked for Like I looked for brain scans and physical evidence. Like I wanted to see like, is is there a study that shows by doing this, you know, the the hormones released or they measured the the brain response. And that was kind of the the thing that really created that. And so I I have a list of what I call the connection habits. There's eight connection habits. And that's what the app really is about is helping people to implement these habits into their routines. Because simply knowing like, for example, appreciation is a really simple one, you know, saying thank you to people absolutely it's no-brainer yep you should do that Mm -hmm. and yet so many managers I work with a lot of businesses and corporations too and so many managers like I talk to them like yeah I want my staff to feel appreciated but they have like their demands and their time they're thinking about big strategic things they got all this stuff going on and so they go through the day and they go I didn't I didn't appreciate anybody today and it's not like they don't want to it's just like it's not in their routine and so part of it's like and even if they get that trigger that moment, like. Oh, Justin, you did this great thing. If they're like struggling of how to appreciate Hmm. beyond just a simple thank you, then it doesn't happen. But I might say, hey, thanks for doing that. Well, that's great, but it doesn't necessarily land. But when you can be really specific. So one of the things the app does, it trains you in the skills of the connection habits as well. For example, with appreciation. When you're specific about what it is that you're thankful for, it has a greater impact. So uh, saying thank you, for, thank you for having me is, you know, very more specific, but you can also then add, like, how did that make you feel? So I could say, you know, hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. It really validated what, the work that I'm doing and made me feel like, um, you know, uh, that, that what I'm doing is important. Now that thank you has, it lands much more deeply. And so when you can develop that skill, and when it becomes kind of natural to do that, then now your thank yous have a lasting impact. Then there's that moment of, of um, for you, like there's a moment
1: for you where you get that positivity. And then there's a good chance that they get that positivity too. I love that. That's so good. Because like you're, you're peeling back the layers a little bit, and you're just going a little bit deeper with people right? Which is everything. It's like connection, transparency, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Those are all such beautiful things that we can, um, represent and and express, uh, Mm -hmm. to one another. So I like that when you're not just saying like, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, and, and Arnold, thank you for, for being a guest. It's like, Arnold, like, thank like It's so real. It's like, thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I appreciate you sharing your message. Um, it's gonna help and impact so many people. Connection is so important. And the fact that you've made this your life goal, that is incredible. So, just like, thank you so much for 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 being who you are and doing what you're doing. Right. And you can feel how much more, how much more that is. And like the the cool thing, like you mentioned with that too, that feels great for me. Mm -hmm. It feels so good for me to express that to you because I'm more present. I'm more here. It's not just like a fleeting thank you and that we've moved on. We're actually living in the gratitude and the thanks and the appreciation for what we're actually expressing. Yeah,
0: totally. And what's so interesting about that process, you talk about like it, it's, it happens for you. And what's really interesting. I could say thank you to you and you could be completely in your head and be like, you know, like just like, like close down. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm." like, I'm thinking just like it hits a hit wall and nothing happens over there. But for me, like, it happens for me. I can't stop it. So what's really cool about when you help others, um, when you're supporting others, you can't help but you be in a positive place. One of my, uh, my other favorite authors is Sean Aker. He wrote a few books. Uh, one is uh, The Happiness Advantage. Another one is Big Potential. But he talks about, you know, one of the studies that he did was, I think it was 6,000 students. And they found that, that social support was the greatest predictor of happiness. But it wasn't just... The the, uh, the getting support, it was actually giving support, which was actually the greatest predictor. So those who gave support the most were the happiest people, which I thought I uh, just so cool. It's just, you know, and that's why these little habits are so important.
1: It is the best. It's like when we give to people, we also feel amazing, even better than that person receiving. It's like, that is one of the most amazing things about life. It's like so much, time, so much in life, a lot of us are like, like, gimme give gimme give gimme give like what can you do for me what like literally what, literally what can you do for me i'm not even thinking about what i can do for you mm. but when we can just take a step back and change that perspective do a little bit of a shift and look at it in the other way and say okay actually what can i do for you what can i give you right now because in that giving yes of course that person's going to feel great but you just nailed it again where it's like the person doing the giving is the one that feels the best out of everybody. Yeah. So it's like, why don't, I'm just like, I am always like, why don't we do this more?
0: Yes. I've been so fascinated with answering that question. And you know, like what, what it really breaks down to is actually, you know, it's so interesting. Like, so my, the first line in my TED talk is is like, why are we our own worst enemy? Cause that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so weird. Like we are our own worst enemy. And everybody goes like, yeah, we are. I was like, but that, why does that make sense? And, but then when you really dig into kind of like the neurobiology or like, like it, our base instincts, our base program, it's all about survival. It's about avoidance of pain. It's about noticing what's wrong. Like literally to keep ourselves safe in the world, we're constantly scanning for what's out of place. Like you're in the jungle and you know, there's a tree growing there and there's flowers something's wrong over there. Oh, that's the tiger is going to eat me. Like that's how we're, we're programmed for survival. Right. Of course, in t- today's day and age, Like it doesn't translate. You're going along, well, unless you're driving your car, like what's out of place? Well, the car swerving ahead of you instantly wake up and notice that because that's what keeps you safe. But when you translate that into your relationships or into your day-to-day, you wake up in the morning and instantly you start focusing on what's wrong. You don't have to like, you know, wake up in the morning and go like, oh, everything's amazing. Like the first thing you, and you, you get in the habit of overcoming that, but it's automatic. You don't have to try to find out what's wrong, you don't have to try to have a judgment of someone. You don't have to try like that's instant. That's just and I, this is what I've noticed just comes from that survival programming. And and this is why I have a lot of compassion for people who you know like might be like, considered like jerks or like you know have a hard time because that's just automatic. Like it is that it's our default way of operating um when we're not open. You know, I, I think I, yeah. I I saw one of your podcasts talked about our default state is love. It's true. Like when we can overcome this kind of, uh, you know, the the biomechanical part of our our existence, mm-hmm. and we can just kind of let all that go and let the thoughts go and just kind of be uh, in that place where our hearts are open, it just feels like love. Like it just feels like love, you know. Like when when you let it all kind of fade away and you, your fears and your doubts and you all, like it's just. So I I love that, and but it's yeah. you know
1: like that's you gotta strip it away that's a a major skill exactly and it is because when you ship all those things away it's because we feel love because that's just that's who we are and that's like i love that too it's like we are just like we're love in our simplest truest form that is who we are you take away all of the crap and all the craziness of the world that's and society and and you just connect back to just literally the simplest part of you and mm. it's love, and something I, I want to share too. Um, and something that I do every single morning is I do not rush into the craziness of the day, right? Yeah. So I don't run into judgments of other people, or I don't rush into what what like what's happening in the news, what's going on with COVID, all of this like all of the crazy things that can happen. And I forget where I learned this from. Maybe like. I feel like Jay Shetty feels like mm-hmm. resonating with me right now yeah. in just slowing into the day, right? Putting uh, yourself in a good state uh, of mind because that will affect the whole rest of your day. So, like when I wake up, I don't check my phone. I think about things that I'm grateful for. I will immediately go take my dog for a walk and be outside and listen to a book yeah. or a podcast or I'll go for a run or do yoga and then I'll come back, I'll shower and then I'll meditate and then I'll have a little bit of something to eat. And then I start to ease into the day. Right. Because it's just, it's, there's just, I I cannot believe how much this has helped me and changed my life. Just taking that step back and not Mm -hmm. rushing into the negativity or the judgment, because like what you said, it is automatic, which is like, I never really thought about it that way before, but like, it really is automatic and it just kind of flows from us first before anything else. Yeah. So yeah. just being mindful, realizing that's not who we truly are. And like really realizing that's that's not good for us to, to be that way or to act that way. Mm-hmm. And really just taking a breath and just slowing things down. I had a guest on who was just so good. He's like, we have to just slow things down yeah. and then do that. So anyone, and I, just so everyone knows, I used to not do this in the morning at all. Yeah. I hop out of bed, jump into the shower, scarf down food really quickly, run out the door, jump on the subway, barely get to work on time. So anybody right now who um, feels kind of rushed or stressed in the morning, we don't want to start our day in, in in a moment of stress or like depression or anxiety at all, because that will really really affect the rest of your day. So anyone who may be doing that, oh my gosh, I did that for my whole entire life uh, until just a couple of years ago, and it, it really can can totally change your life. Just starting your day off in a more positive state.
0: Absolutely, and and you know like people listening to that might be like, oh my god, I've got to I've got to work out, I've got to you know do all these things. Like it it seems like a lot, and this is again one of the things like we. The unknown, it, we automatically resist that. So yes. there's an autumn, everybody who just listened to that, and who doesn't do that, it felt like, oh my God, that's too much. I can't do yeah. that. You know, like that's, and so like, it really is about starting small. It is, yes. in, in terms of habit formation, it's way more important to do 30 seconds every day than try and do 15 minutes a few times a week or a few times a month, or like I did an hour. Oh, I did did my morning routine twice this month and I did my full hour and I worked out and I meditated and I read, you know, like the the 5 a.m. club style, you know, whatever it was. Way more important to take two minutes every morning And just have like, that's all I can do today. And then some days you'll get five and some days you'll get 15. But that daily practice of even starting with, without looking at your phone. I mean, I think it's like some ridiculous, like 90% of the people, the very, the thing they do that within two minutes of waking up is a look at their phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, your phone is, I mean, it's right here, right? Like I got it. Like it's, I, there's no, I mean, we're addicted. I mean, it's one of the most powerful Things in our society are addicted. I, I think it's more addictive. Well, you know, I don't know about heroin or those kind of things. But ultimately, it is it is it has been shown to be as addictive as some of the most addictive drugs because it's designed that way. It's designed to, like, yeah. if you get the dopamine. It's, it's about that craving for the reward, the instant reward. I get to learn something. I get to, you know, it opens up. I get a new pictures. I mean, my information, like instant reward every single time. And so it, it is such a, a, an addictive habit. But if you can do that one tiny thing, just start small. Yeah. And just have that two minutes. And, and, and especially if you do that habit of like something you're grateful for each morning, man, like that is life changing. And that is like, we're talking about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, BJ Fox, book, he says, you know, what was it? The Maui uh, decree is um, you, as soon as your foot hit the, hits the floor, he say today is going to be a great day. Just that, mm-hmm. just that. Here's, okay, here's the challenge people. You know, yes, meditate, yes, get out in nature, yes, eat well, do all those things, read, you know, don't grab your phone, but just start with this. You get out of bed, as soon as your feet hit the floor, say, today's gonna be a great day.
1: Yes. I love that. That's so good, because that's something, I mean, right, and that's tiny and little, and that's something I can work into my morning practice too. Because to jump out of bed, have your feet at the ground, and say that you're just setting yourself up to have a better day. And Arnold, thank you so much. Because everything here needs to be as tangible as possible. Mm-hmm. And it is so true. When you hear all these things at first, they absolutely feel overwhelming. And it just, instead of you doing anything, you do nothing. And I've been there before. I mean, that's how I, I, I know yeah. that. And um, it is so true. Just really start small. I love that. It's just like, get up, really focus on gratitude for 10, 15, 20 seconds. And then that's mm-hmm. it for this week right? And then yeah. until that, until that's your routine. And yeah. then implement something the week after that. And something that I have in my notes in my phone, and it says who I am now, that's the title of it. Nice. And, at, and I have four things that I've I am working into my daily routine. Uh, one of them is taking supplements every day, I bought them like a week mm-hmm. ago. So I've been good with that. That's one thing that I've been consistent with since I started about a week ago. Other things, on, <laughs> and there's other things on here. One, which I'm also doing every, every time is appreciating the flow of money when mm. I get it and when I spend it. So when I'm receiving it, also when I'm oh, yeah. spending it, just appreciating that flow. So I just, I want to use this example just to show that we're all human, that, you know, in the morning routine that I have, it took time to build that. And then, so there's four things on this list and those are the two things I'm doing so far. Waking up every day at 6.30, I have not done that yet. (laughs) Uh, And then then 30 minutes of either Mind Valley or um, I have a program with Gabby Bernstein, Mm. right? So, and everybody, it's okay that I haven't done these other two things yet. And I do have moments of like, Justin, how come you haven't done these things yet? Like get it together. And then I take a breath, I take a step back and I'm like, that's not helpful at all right? That, that's not helping. That's right. me. It's just bringing me down. It's I'm beating myself up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, right, I'll remove myself from that. And thank you again for bringing my awareness to this because it just reminds me that it's okay. Like these four new things with all the other stuff I do can feel a little daunting and overwhelming at first, mm-hmm. but doing these first two things, these are now becoming my routine. So it can yeah. be much easier to add the next one thing. And then the thing after that, as time goes on.
0: Yeah, so true, and you know that what you said about that beating yourself up again, like it's not something you go have to. Oh, oh, I didn't do it properly. I gotta, I gotta take some time to beat myself up here. Like that's instant. Like again, these are automatic things. We don't have to choose to be critical of ourselves. It's not like there's a moment like, oh, oh, now I'm gonna be critical of myself. That just automatically happens. And what's there's a couple of things I want to talk about in terms of habit formation and behavior change. Um, one is uh, repetition does not create a habit. A habit is only formed when you crave the reward. Now, one of our survival instincts is the avoidance of pain. And so, here's the tip reason why it's one of the reasons why it's so hard to change is because we start to change. It's hard. We don't do it. We don't live up to our expectations. I broke my promise to myself, and so then we go like, uh, you know. And then all of that is kind of painful. Like I broke my promise to myself. I said I do it. Up. I put it in my calendar, and I haven't done it yet. And so what happens? It's a negative association with your new habit. And as soon as that happens, now what happens? Your brain goes, "Whoa, whoa, wait! Don't do this six thirty thing." Like obviously that's painful. Like let's avoid that. And so then you actually you're you're going the opposite way. Your brain is actually fighting the new habit because you've got a negative association with it so one of the hacks is so for example one of the things in the app to bring it back to is is that when you're working on a habit you rate your progress and you write something you celebrate something about your your habit that day and even if it was like hey i'm still in the game having a positive association it's that tiny bit of a dopamine hit that's which is essentially the only reward we crave it's like your yeah. brain goes yes i want that yes that's your brain saying oh this is positive mark mark this that's that's what we want and so when you can just like it's so important for behavior change it's got you have to have a positive association it takes way longer and you know the, a lot of people think like oh, i've done this for a few weeks now i mean i've been doing this for a month and i still haven't nailed it the average time it takes to form a habit is 66 days. That's according to, I think, a research out of the University College of London. Philip Lally did that research. And Lally? Lally? Anyway, I don't know how to say your last name. Never met the woman. Um, but basically said that it takes between 18 and 256 days to do a new habit. Now, think about that. 256. That's three quarters of a year. Like, how many of us start like, okay, I'm going to start getting up at 630. I'm going to work on this habit for nine months before I actually start doing it. And the reality is no one can tell you how long it's going to take to do a habit because they don't know what um, value uh, conflicting values you might have. So, for example, if part of your, uh, you know, one of your goals is like taking care of your family by saving money, but also you have a value of living life to the fullest. That's a conflicting value because oftentimes living life to the fullest means like I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to do that, and so when you come to that moment, you're like, oh, I'm trying to save, I'm trying to save, and it doesn't keep happening. Look for that conflicting value because oftentimes that's what happens because we've 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 nailed that. This is what makes us successful in life. It's me being committed to living life to the fullest. That's, that's the like I that's my identity. That's that's my rock. But I also you know need to have some money to pay the bills and do those things. And so, but the other one is way more powerful for me. And so if if you don't identify some of those conflicts, then it can be really hard for you to shift your identity and be that person and relating those two anyway, so
1: tangent. that was uh, that was that was so good because it's really right when you when you're able to actually talk it out and describe it it's like, that's why that habit never stuck. Yeah. Right. It's like, because I didn't have a positive affirmation or, or association yeah. with it. Wow. And oh my gosh, it's really so true, right? You can, when we can and that's, I wrote that down, we can celebrate our habits, right? So, mm-hmm. in me, you know, taking my vitamins and supplements and, and all those minerals every day, it's like, okay, cool. Let me, yes, let me celebrate this actually, because to me, I've just been kind of taking it and it's like, all right, well, I'm doing this, but I'm still not doing those other things.
0: <laughs> that's right. You know, uh, instant, right? Yep. There's no celebrate. So again, one of the other habits in the app is sharing and celebrating success. So important <laughs> for people. Right. And, and not automatic, The like all of the, the habits that cause conflict in relationships are automatic. They're, they come from our survival programming, things like being critical, uh, condemnation, you know, taking people for granted. All that's just because of like, like that's how we're programmed. Like the other uh, programming for our brain is we're uh, always optimizing. So we're always forming habits. Our brain's always like, is there an easier way to do this? And that's like part, like we want to use the least amount of energy in a given moment. That's what our bodies are programmed to do. Fantastic machine. Like Mm. they're always trying to be optimized. But again, what that does is it just means that we go into automatic time. So the habits, uh, when you look at the amount of brain energy that's used for a habit as compared to a new activity, it's like, you know, a minimal amount. And so that's what we're always trying to do. We're always trying to get into like, what do, how do we always do it? And when you try something new, a conscious choice requires way more energy than just doing the easy thing, you know, reaching for that donut and eating it because you know that you're going to get a reward. Like choosing not to is like, oh,
1: not going to eat
0: it's like it's hard like it, it doesn't seem to be hard but that's our body going no like, it, like asserting our will requires energy and and but that's not our survival program our survival program is like, yeah we don't need that donut's good eat donut mm-hmm. energy happy like it's so it's we and that's always the thing i've been fascinated with not just like what like i don't i i, I like telling people you know like let's do these things but i think tell them how to do it that to yeah. me has been so so important to me because it's great to say, hey, you should go out there and, and love people more. I mean, not, and not just, like, that's what you do. Like you need that because you have mm-hmm. to have the motivation. And like you doing it each day and showing what you were doing, again, it gives, helps people with the ability, right? And it's also a trigger. And I can scroll down like, oh, he did that today. Hey, honey, I just want to say, I appreciate, but like, it's, it's a trigger too. So that's one of the great things that you can have with that. But ultimately helping people with the how makes it way easier. And that's always, I've just been always like, how do you do that easier? How can we put that together? What's the hack for that? And that's really, you know, my, uh, you know, what I just want to give to the world is just ultimately not just what to do,
1: but how to do it. Yes. I mean, that's the, that's like the really, really important question. It's not just, okay, let's do these things or being told to do it. It's like, how, because we can understand something and and a logical standpoint, Mm -hmm. but, it's, uh, and that's uh, i love this about what you're doing it's about the action it's about the how it's like okay how do we actually do this and bring this into fruition and bring this into our lives because that is the most important part of it because you can think about it all day but yeah. if there's no how and you're not doing it then what's really the point you know yeah,
0: yeah well it's true
1: right like and and sometimes like
0: you can have a ton of motivation and like that you go to some place and you need that obviously you need the motivation but sometimes I like I know times when I've got I've gotten so much motivation and I just have this such this letdown after because I feel like I'm up against the wall of actually how do I go from where I am now to where I need to be? Hmm. You know, where like there's this gap and I just it's it can be like this oppressive feeling like, oh, I don't know how to I don't know how to get there. I'm motivated, but it's almost that motivation almost is um detrimental because yeah. then you have like this, like you beat yourself up. I can't get it. I don't feel like I'm not, I can't, I don't identify that way. The gap seems so large. I tried and I failed. Mm-hmm. I tried, I've failed for weeks every day. I've tried and I failed for weeks. Yeah, but that's the process. It's a six month process to change a habit. But in our minds, we're like, I've tried for three weeks and it hasn't stuck yet. Yeah. And so we're so not compassionate with ourselves as well. Like that's it you know speaking from experience right like we just beat the crap out of ourselves all the time and it's so unhelpful
1: yeah it's so true and it's like just in this world we want everything now Uh, you know we don't really want to have to and this isn't everybody obviously but like a lot of a lot of us we just we don't really want to work for it i just want it right now like that's that's and it's not (laughs) it's not (laughs) It's the world that we live in too. It's kind of what we're being programmed to think. And if it doesn't happen instantly or it takes some work, right, that the doubt starts to set in or the fear of us not accomplishing this does yeah. or just like the hard work sets in and we're like, nah, this isn't really worth it. And it's so true. There is a process there. Mm-hmm. Like the quote unquote failing or cause I don't believe in failure, but the stump, the stumbling, it's like, you're right. That is just a part of the process. Like, how could we ever achieve anything? Or how can we get from point A to point B? And point B is like really where we want to be. How can we get there if there's not a little bit of struggle? Because if there wasn't, we would just be there instantly. Or it's what we would have just been doing the whole time anyway, Mm -hmm. right? So like understanding there is going to be a little bit of friction. There's going to be just this, you know, the stuff that, that will get in the way a little bit that may make things tough. Or again, that may cause us to struggle. But to me, it's like when I can look at it Really clearly now from an outside perspective, it's like great to have those little moments of struggle because mm-hmm. again, without them, what are we even trying to get? We would already mm-hmm. have it. And it would just be this simple thing. And it, it would just be the mundane or the ordinary to us. So it's like one comes with that one comes with the other. So you, you can't appreciate and want be if you're not willing to to do the work and to do the certain things in order to get there one just doesn't exist about the other
0: it's true well, you know and and the reality is is that if you're not if there's not a little painful if you're not having a little discomfort you're actually not changing yes. like that's you're in the same spot like literally that's how you know yeah. you're making progress if there's struggle if there's pain because we instantly like we if we're ch- trying something new we're going to we're not going to there's going to be a gap between how you want it to be, like nobody hits the free throws one hundred percent of the time. or the first time they grab a basketball, like that, just that like they miss and they miss and they miss. And if you can't deal with like the, here's the future I'm trying to create, and I didn't, I missed. Here's the future I'm trying, and I missed. Here's the future I'm trying to create, and I missed. If you can't deal with that, um, and then we don't want that again. A survival program, avoidance of pain. Yeah, I didn't like that, and so it really takes again that kind of. Um, uh, you know intellectual shift of have being like having that pain be related to growth be related to actually progress uh, because but it doesn't feel that way and again that kind of comes down to like I, I talk about in the in my training with people i talk about introception and integration is to the foundation of health and introception is is um the ability to uh, un- uh, notice and understand the sensations that your body's giving you. And so like this process of uh, failing, like it's an automatic process and it's so subtle. Like it's that little bit of pain and your brain goes, oh, pain. And it recognizes it like behind you, like, you know, like that, like that, it knows it. But if you're not paying attention, if you haven't developed that skill of being able to listen, being able to have that moment and go, oh yeah, no, that's not avoidance pain. That's growth pain. Like if you have, and so like developing Mm -hmm. that skill is so important. Um, and, you know, what's so interesting is this, this process of looking within, like, so you talk about expressing gratitude to someone or, or appreciation, that process of looking in to figure out how do I want to appreciate, that's actually a process of introception. So, you know, one of the great things about when you practice this interpersonal mindfulness, you're also practicing this skill of being able to recognize how you're feeling and then articulate it. And that's what—that's also integration. So integration is the basis for cognitive behavior therapy, and neurobiology, and—and and it's so important for uh, mental health and well-being. That ability to take our feelings and articulate them—it's an integrated brain, and you know, meditation does that as well. So people who are really good at that build the integration where you're integrating the kind of the body brain and and the thinking part of your brain. But this—this this expressing love is a wonderful way to build that because a it's got its own reward b you know it's making people feel good and b and it's making you feel good so it's a really great way to practice all these really important mental health skills in a way that's you know
1: has its own built-in reward yes absolutely and arnold i'm i'm wondering uh, as we're just sitting here too how how did you get here how did you create <laughs> the connection. Yeah, that's good question. Seriously. I'm just like, cause anytime I, I, I talk to someone on the podcast and like at the more that you talk, I'm like falling more in love with just like who you are and, and the, your thoughts literally. Um, so just curious, man, like what were the steps? What were you doing before this? Was there anything huge in life that happened to, to get you here? Like what put you on this path?
0: You know, it's, um, it's an interesting question, and I, and I you know I uh, so I I, I guess we'll, we'll get get personal and real here for a second. So um I think the first thing that happened is my dad committed suicide when I was 9. And so as a kid that obviously had a profound impact on me and, and really knocked me back into this world of darkness. And one of the things I noticed as a kid though was that people like people are sad. Like there's so many people who are walking around either with like like just okay or like kind of like hardness. Yeah. And there was very few people who kind of had that joyful twinkle in their eye. And I think that, you know, I guess, you know, I I wish that my dad had that. I wish that, you know, like that he lost that. And so for me, it was a, I think that this kind of implanted this, this is what you need to give to the world. Like this was the, I wanted to make that difference. So it kind of, I think, you know, it took me a while to kind of come to that conclusion. Like, why am, why am I so committed to this? Why am I driven to do this? And I think it came from that place. And, um, you know, then, then my mom died when I was 17. So I, 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 I had a tough, tough go at it initially, but on my 19th birthday, I had this, um, I made a commitment to myself that I would live the life of my dreams. And, um, and I promised my mom, I would do that, uh, before she died. And, um, and so really all of this kind of comes from that desire. And, you know, I, 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 um, I started, I thought I'd be a rock star first, <laughs> you know, I'm going, and so I, 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 as all rock stars do, I joined musical theater school, because so I thought, well, this is the way, of course, this is how rock stars happen, is you learn how to sing and dance, um, But anyway, I, so I kind of went down this path and I, and I realized what I loved about being on stage and being a performer was that moment where you have this connection with people. And the, the, the college that I went to had this kind of nutty professor, if you will. And she had, she had a PhD in psychology, as well as a master's in dance and a master's in music and a master's in theater. So she was like this crazy brainiac. And she had this theory that if, As performers on stage, if you could be completely open with each other, then that would allow for the audience to have this experience. And so a lot of the time that we spent as a troupe performing was actually dissolving the barriers between us as people, you know, her whole PhD in psychology, uh, so that we could be completely open and vulnerable with each other so that the audience could experience that. And so that was kind of like this, this really interesting training for me and, and bringing that into my relationships where, like, if I, if I don't have that with my wife, I'm like, I, it's, it, I, it upsets me. Like, oh, no, no, there's, there's a barrier there. and But that was the training that I got as an actor was how do I know when I've got a block? And when I'm, when I'm blocked from this person, then I'm also blocked from the audience. But there's there's something so magical in theater when you have a thousand people looking at you and you're completely open and they and that and they're completely open, and you know that the next thing you say is gonna either make them cry or make them laugh. I mean, it's 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 magical. And I think that, you know, um, but I realized that, you know, acting is hard. Like it's I, that's I, I wanted to make that difference. I love making people feel, that I love p- the inspiration, you know, like people wanting to jump up and yell. I love that idea, but it's a hard path to go down that route. Like it's like most actors don't have the power to really affect change. That's why so many of them want to become directors or producers, because as an actor, you own, you're at the mercy of. And so it, it didn't, it didn't fulfill me. And it, I couldn't quite get that. I wasn't a good enough uh, actor to really, get to that stage where I do that. So I kind of went down a different path. And also I got married and, and uh, you know, wanted to have a, you know, have a, a house. And, and so anyway, I went down a business path, but that's kind of like some of those things were about, like, I, I wanted to give that to the world still, make that difference, you know, like uh, losing my parents at a young age and really committing to living a great life. And ultimately I thought it was about fame and fortune, but I learned that it was really about, you know, loving yourself. And ultimately like being a great friend, being a great husband, being a great father. And now like I, so I have those things. I'm so grateful that I built my life that way. And now what I'm at is like, but it's also about contributing to the world. Like, you know, like how do I want to change the world? And that's really what, you know, what this is my expression. Like if I can help people develop these habits and I love it when people go like, You know, I will do, especially with work teams, that's so cool because we have them integrate these habits into their work routines and they go like, you've changed my life. You know, like I like I don't I think we only had one person out of all the people I work with say that this challenge has changed the way I live my life from now on. And that's that's the that's the juice. That's all I want. I just want people not to just do it one time, but to have that habit for life.
1: Yeah. Well, well, first off, I, I'm, I'm sorry about the loss of your parents uh, at such a young age. Thank you, for, thank you for sharing that because it's really it's moments like that, it's vulnerability like that, that that allows people to connect more with you and your story and what you're doing. And even for me, I feel like I know you so much more than I did four minutes ago. You know what I mean? When you can really be open and and share that type of thing. And um, it's, Arnold, it's wild, man. And so many guests I have on the the podcast, when I ask them, you know, how they got here or what created this spark or whatever they're doing, so many of the times it falls back and it started with a really tough situation for them so many times that was actually the catalyst because in those really hard moments and situations for us, it changes us. Like it, it, it shakes us, right. It shakes us out of our norm because how could, how can you stay in the norm of your life when you lose a parent? It's like, (laughs) right. right. It's got to shake you out of it and just create a new thought pattern and a new perspective for that. You're seeing life in. And it's just like for, for, you know, for me and why I think it is so important to share these types of stories is for anyone out there right now who maybe just lost a parent, you know, or anyone out there who's really suffering or, or down for whatever the reason might be, to hear these stories of these beautiful people being vulnerable and genuine, right? We're not putting this wall up like we have everything figured out, that everything was easy and we got here with no problem we have to show that to people that it wo- it was those difficult situations in moments that really catapulted us and and got us to where we are and arnold like what a beautiful mind you have man like i i love so much that you that you shifted from you know the fame and the fortune right mm-hmm. which is you could think is this huge huge thing mm-hmm. but that huge thing can, could have maybe, maybe it maybe would maybe it wouldn't could have, could have left you feeling very empty, like this massive Mm -hmm. thing, but there's not really much filling it up, but you diverted from there and now you want to connect people and create more happiness in the world and create more love. And it's like, stuff like that just gets me so excited because it's, it's needing more people like you that are dedicating their life to the betterment of our society and to the betterment of our collective consciousness. Yeah.
0: Well, right. Hats right back, you know, tip of the hat, right back at you. Um, but, you know, it's like, nobody, nobody has like loses a parent or is like, you know, deep depression goes, Oh, I'm really growing as a person. Boy, am I creating opportunities for myself now? Right. Like, that's just not the way it doesn't feel that way. Right. Like when we're in our darkest moments that like, Oh, I'm being shaped for something bigger. Now, sometimes you can have that perspective. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, like we, we don't really know what the future holds. You know, I lost my job and it's so painful. I was, I, you know, I was I was uh, talking with a friend of mine, you know, yesterday and he, he you know, a couple of years ago, he got, got, he got fired. You know, it's like, and he felt so bad for himself and it, you know, it was, and it kind of created some rockiness in his marriage and it was so hard. And now two years later, he's got this, he's got this ideal job. He's got, he's like, it's just perfect. He leads people on hikes, you know, three days a week. And, you know, like, that's as much as he wants to work. He's making as much money as, you know, wife's got a good job taking care of he's healthy. He's happy. And he's like, his life is pretty much ideal now. Like people look at his life and they go, how did you get that? But, it, you know, for him, it was devastating and lost his job two years ago. But that's like when you can have that perspective, like, oh, there's something better. This is shaping me for something better just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really can help us, um, uh, I guess, get out of that downward spiral, you know, and, and, yes. and you know, and kind of, just, no, this is, this is just a step on the path of success. And you know, and it, and it, but it doesn't feel that way. So I, you know, I don't want to belittle anybody's feelings because it, it, it's, it's hard. Like you're just in the darkness, but as you, as you say, that's often
1: what gives us uh, the experience that we need to create something new. Yep. Right. And it, and it's wild. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like just trying to give people hope in these moments, because you, you said it perfectly. It's like, it doesn't feel like that at all at the time. And it's like sometimes it's even hard to hear this right now when you're feeling so low. You know what I mean? You want to be like, what do you know about this? Like, mm-hmm. like here is where I am. Yeah, all the positivity and that stuff sounds great, but it's like you you almost can't even allow it to exist in your reality. And yeah. something that's um, that's helped me in difficult times is also understanding that like this is temporary. Mm-hmm. The consistent in life is change. Yeah. Like that is literally it. We know that things will just, literally things are just always going to, to change. And, and to know that even though you might be so, so deep in it now to understand that that is, it really is temporary and it is not going to last forever. Um, At least, you know, I hope that can help people that has helped me Mm -hmm. in the past. And like, you're down, you're like, oh my God, but you feel like this is never going to end. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's hard to even realize that in moments, but just truly understanding that that is the truth, and that and that it will, and mm-hmm. that there is, you know, there's more to come in mm-hmm. life, and just this is a temporary situation, even though it may feel like forever, mm-hmm. and it's been tough in those moments when I've told myself that it's like no, it's not temporary. Like this is never going to end, but it's like nope, okay, <clears throat> this is right because and that and that really can be can be super helpful.
0: <clears throat> there's a. A really great book called the upward spiral by dr alex korb it's one of the things he talks about is um just being around other people like the one of the last things we want to do when we're depressed is actually reach out to people like it's like i don't want to see anybody i don't want to be around anybody. but simply being like go to just even if you just go to a coffee shop and are around the energy of other people um it can make a difference it can lift you up And the really interesting thing about the way we work is that in order for me to understand how you're feeling, like my body matches that. So I have to like copy. It's one of the reasons why, like, you can feel it when you go into an office or a house and it's just kind of like this, like, Ooh, something's going on here. Or you go in and it's like, Oh, Hey, like this, (laughs) because that's how like we instantly sense that energy and we, we copy that and that gives us an understanding of what's happening. And so like just being around other people um, yeah. is is one of the, is one of the perfect ways. and and that's why you know, like if you're upset, like develop that habit of appreciating, sending an appreciative message to people. Yeah. Um, just that habit itself is so powerful. And or you know being around people and having that, just sharing those moments, it, it is is one of the fastest and easiest ways to and, and everything else you said, you know, exercise, being in nature, getting good sleep, eating well. But those are the opposite of what we want to do when we're upset. Like, you know, I'm not feeling so good. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to eat chips and, you know, stay inside and binge watch, uh, you know, stay up to four o'clock in the morning, binge watching a show on Netflix, you know? And then how would I feel in the morning? Well, you wake up and you go, oh, I feel terrible. I got a headache. I'm tired. And it's like, well, life, it's like, you know?
1: And it's really, it's such a beautiful thing too, where it's like, I just being around somebody else and, you know, giving someone else a little bit of love. It just feels like it's like what you give is what you get in life. So, like when mm. you're giving somebody a little bit of love, you feel the love, right? Because it's not just going to that person. You're the one who's creating it. The energy is, in, is within you. It's just also going to this other person. But it's, yeah. it's in you.
0: Every interaction is an exchange of energy and sometimes we're closed and sometimes we're open, but you know, it just, you can't help it. That's exactly what it is. I want to talk about, like we talk about gratitude and gratitude is so important. Like I kind of turn it a little bit in terms of relationships. So when I talk about expressing gratitude as a habit, Mm -hmm. I define it as thanking people for who they are and how they do things. And it challenges people to recognize character and like people's processes and their why. Like look beyond the action, so it's not just hey thanks for doing the dishes. It's thanks for being generous, thanks for being you know thanks for being kind. Mm. And and now the thing about that like doing the dishes it's come and gone, but when you thank them for their character they 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 oh they can own that like that can be like he thinks I'm generous like yes. that that lasts and it's but it's not again it takes something to do that to develop to actually figure out like. What is their motivation for doing that? What is their character traits? And the really interesting thing about, um, you know, if you're in a, a, a partnership or in a long-term relationship, uh, this recognizing of character, like what you love about the mm-hmm. other person, is is so important. There's um, uh, a study, I think, I can't remember his name, Kettner, He he uh, looked at 477 studies on compatibility. And this was the one thing that he found that all successful uh, couples have in common is they never lose sight of the good in their partner. I mean, it makes perfect sense. But again, from our survival programming perspective, we give more weight to the negative. So even our strengths are our weaknesses. You know, like if I'm, you know, if I'm spontaneous, I'm frivolous. You know, if I'm, you know, if I'm funny, then I'm not serious enough, you know? And so, so we fell in love with this person because of all these great things but then over time, the 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 opposite of those character traits, I get more weight every time they do this. It, it's five times more uh, powerful, and so then we start to condemn them, like, oh, he's inconsiderate or he's a jerk, and so that's like that's a default way of being. So you really need to get get into the habit. The more that you can be in the habit of recognizing like what you what's so great about this person. Um, then that is that keeps that feeling like oh then they stay on the positive side of the ledger so it's so it's such an important uh, habit to have and it's one of the ones that if you do anything is really keep recognizing the the what's beautiful about your partner and their character you know it's uh, whether it be spontaneity it's spontaneity which i seem to use a lot i think that might might be one of mine um (laughs) joyful you know enthusiastic whatever it is but just recognizing people for um, for their character traits and not just what they do is a really great way um, in every area of your life, especially as something I coach managers on all the time. You know, if you can, if you can say like, thanks for doing your job well is one thing, but when you can say, thanks for being so loyal, thanks for being so dedicated. Thanks for being so committed. When you can go like, this is the kind of person and, oh, what a, what a vast difference for that connection between leaders and their, and their staff.
1: Like, what a paradigm shift this is right now. And I never thought about it in that way at all. Because, right, if you thank them for doing the dishes, you're just thanking them for this one moment Mm -hmm. that's here and gone. And now it's gone. You know what I mean? It doesn't really exist anymore. But, yeah, oh, my gosh, when you can recognize their character and you can praise and show gratitude for who they actually are as a person, that just, Mm -hmm. like, literally hits you at your core. Mm -hmm. And that's something that resides in you forever because that's, who you are, it's not just this one circumstance or situation that's now gone, it's it's with you, always. Yeah, yeah. Oh My Gosh, thanks buddy, that was...
0: Uh, I love that, I love that, yeah. I love that, I love that you just took that. I mean, that's, like that's the juice for me right there, honestly, yeah. Justin, like, you know, like this, I'm just so fascinated with this stuff, and, and you know, those little nuggets, I mean, if that shifts how you are, and like, you know, maybe it becomes a habit, and you do it all the time, or maybe just do it 10 times, but that, those 10 times, you know, that I've just thrown that ripple on the pond, that stone that, you know, what, what is that going to change? I don't know. Yeah. You know, but like ultimately I just keep throwing stones in yeah. the pond, not at people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and honestly, uh, <laughs> Do you guys mean, I've heard you say businesses a few times. Do you, and I, I saw, I don't know if it was on your site or if in, in your email, you mentioned with like couples too. So is it mainly businesses, mm-hmm. couples, is it just individuals just having, helping them connect with other people as well?
0: Yeah, so I'm I mean, going to have two apps. One is the Connection app for couples, obviously couples focus language. And I just have the Connection app. And the Connection app is for individuals. And this is the one that I use with teams. And so, again, that kind of same thing. So uh, helping uh, like bring interpersonal mindfulness into your workplace. And I, I can do a workshop. I, they listen to this podcast. I might get all the nuggets. They understand what the habits are. So what? Nothing changes. But when I can go in and I do a challenge with them over 30 days and they, you know, they practice it, they get the reminder daily, they help to integrate it into their routine. So at lunch break, they say, oh, this is the time where I, you know, I express gratitude to one of my coworkers. And then what happens is after the 30 days or that working with a few months is now it's in, like it's now that culture has changed. And that's, so that's, that's, I love doing that.
1: I just... You're, you're literally, you're, you're helping people connect on such a more meaningful level. Like Mm. it's love is connection. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just, I just truly believe that. And when we're able to ah, connect more with people and we're able to be more vulnerable and be more appreciative of each other and just go a little bit deeper with one another, Mm. that is huge. I, it's like, I, it's hard to explain if you think about every single person on planet Earth doing that, feeling yeah. more, it's like yeah. li- literally feeling more one with each other, and we are one. So thank you for helping bring this more into the awareness, more of the idea that we are one, because that's the truth of who we are. And when we can see ourselves fully connected and as one, it changes everything because now there's no more separation. There's no me here and you're there. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, thank you for bringing this into the world.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so grateful to to you, Justin, for a, uh, the work that you've been doing to kind of build that audience and to get people out there and, you know, like the spread love movement's just fantastic. And, you know, like what a, what a great gift for me, you know, to, to just for you to have this podcast and to highlight people who are doing this and just, you know, like, again, like ripples in the pond, like who, I don't know who this is going to reach, but, Maybe it's going to change everything, you know, maybe it'll be a world leader and uh, they'll implement that in their country, you know, like who knows how this is going to go, right? Yeah. Like maybe it'll be, maybe Bill Gates is going to be like, hey Arnold, uh, I want to get this at Microsoft. Uh, if I'm available, Bill, if you want to, I'm just, just saying. But, um, but, you know, like it's, I, like that's to me, I just want to work with bigger and bigger organizations and more and more people and, and you know, like uh, getting uh, thousands of, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, Yep. just these habits and you know when people tell me like oh i just i love this challenge it changed my life come on i mean it's everything right <laughs> and i, let, so I just going to tell a quick story though we're doing this challenge with a woman who works with uh like single moms and that sort of thing and and uh, she did the expressing gratitude challenge and she was like she told me at the end we do a, a kind of a, a closing thing she was like i was like so skeptical my manager brought this to me and i was like i'm already grateful but okay we'll do this thing <laughs> and at the end she was like this changed my life like i i love this like I, I i had no idea like i did it with my kid and it's like she just and i was like I, it's i don't think it's unprofessional to cry you know when you're teaching people but it's like I, i'm so moved by that i was so moved that she went from this place of complete skepticism and like okay if you're gonna force me to do this let's do it but
1: mm-hmm.
0: i feel like you know this. yeah topic. You know, Arnold, those, those little things happen.
1: Yeah. Huge man, cry it out. That is such a <laughs> special.
0: <laughs> That's my acting, you know. I teach you crying. It's a new, uh, new corporate uh, strategy that I've got.
1: <laughs> that is such a special moment that like deserves tears. You know what I mean? It's literally mm-hmm. that emotional and that provoking and and life changing for people. When you're Arnold, you're helping shift people into a reality that is filled with more gratitude and more love and more connection. It's like, that is, it's so crucial for us on this planet. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, thank you for sharing that story because it is, it's moments like that too, buddy. And I love how excited you get because.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I think I'm I'm, I'm a bit too dorky. So I'm not like, like, I can't be the corporate. I'm too dorky for this. I'm like Mr. Cheese here, but you know. I think,
1: yeah, I think you're perfect (laughs) for it. Honestly, because you have that nice mix of professionalism, but you have to have fun, man. You have to be loose and free, and you have to just be who you are, and you're being who you are. That's why it works. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Wait, you want, just one more quick story. The pop, Please, yeah. so plumbing inspector, and he did. he did the acknowledging the positive challenge. Again, this is kind of trying to rewire, like instead of, instead of um, always looking for what's wrong and being the negative wiring, this yeah. is a great challenge. Anyway, but his job is literally to find things wrong every day. So he goes like six six appointments, 10 appointments, whoever does a day. And every day it's like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Okay, fix that. Okay, off you go. And so he did the acknowledging the positive challenge. And it was so cool at the end. I worked with this municipality and they're planning anyway. But so at the end, he's like, and so now when I go in, I just acknowledge them for what they did. Right. Look how, this is really great tidy. I loved how you did this. And, 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 it, and it's like completely changed. Like he, the contractors completely appreciate it. Like they're welcome. They like, Hey, you know, Mike, how are you? Like it just shifted his job, just this one tiny change on how he does things. And to me, that's the, that's the juice, right? Like we, we think it's these massive changes, but it really is these micro movements to mm-hmm. something new that is the catalyst for uh, just opportunities. And that's, that's what I'm always looking for, right? Like how, what's
1: those little changes
0: that
1: change everything? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is, it, it can be so many of the times, just this little thing, that's it. Yeah. Just this new thought or just a different way to think about it. Like for the the guy you helped, instead of thinking about well, what's wrong, what's wrong. It's like, we'll just change that thought to maybe what's right. And like, what? Now that guy's living in a reality where he's not just like uber focused on, okay, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong all the time. Like, he was literally engulfed in what's wrong, what's wrong.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like, that was his job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that could be detrimental to just your psyche and your mental health. And um, And real
0: easy to have that leak into every other aspect. So then you start looking for that in your relationships. You start looking for that for yourself. You know, like I'm just, I'm always looking for what's wrong. I'm wired what's wrong. And that's our survival programming, but it's your job too. Like it just exacerbates that much more. And when when your brain works that way, your brain just works that way.
1: mm -hmm.
0: And so like you really need to
1: kind of counteract that. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking too, because it's not just in his work. That's just, that is becoming who he is. So, right, that's going to filter into his every single day life. And as you were telling that story, I literally felt empathy for that guy because I'm like, if that's what you're doing in your job, what happens when you go home? Or what happens when you're even out somewhere? Are you just always looking for, like, mm, that person's doing that wrong or this over here is wrong with this building or or anything, right? So it's like you're giving him, like, a life back.
0: Yeah, what if, what if now with his kids, instead of, like, finding what's wrong with what they did. What if now he brings that habit to them right. and he finds what they're doing right. He acknowledges the positive to me, you know, that that's, you know, like, like who are those kids get to, how much different does their life get to be now? Yes. Because their dad, you know, did the work to shift his way of thinking so that he could bring that to them because, and you know, like default, he's just, it's not,
1: he's not doing it on purpose. Yes, thank you. And that's the thing, like the default is like, it, to me, it, it equals the ego. And it's like, the ego is the automatic thing that we're just not even thinking about, because we're kind of like unconscious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in his job and in that life, and in so many of our lives, we are, we're just unconscious, just kind of going in the flow and the steps, not really thinking about it. And automatic is, is is such a good way to look at it too, because it is. And when we can think about this thing being automatic, it's like, okay, it, it's kind of, you, you can realize in that moment that it's not really me. Yeah, that's doing right. it. It's, it's my ego or, I mean, to me, it's really just like, it's, it's the ego that jumps in and, and the ego is automatic. The yeah. ego is the thing that just has you going through life without really being conscious of what's happening. And you're able to, it's awesome. You're breaking people. You're, you're, helping them disable their ego and Mm you're helping them break free of their automatic steps and thoughts that they have every single day. And there is such incredible power in that.
0: Well, and, and, you know, I talk about the ego and it's there's actually a hidden habit that they're practicing, which is much more important. And it's the really that separation from most of us think of ourselves as the program, like the ego is our program, like how we've been programmed, but we're not the program. Right. We're the programmer. And we forget that. Like, it's so easy to just get absorbed in our program. We go the whole the other day. And so by but these moments where we get to go, oh, I can rewrite the program. Then you realize I'm the programmer. I'm not the program. And that, when you wake that up, then what you're learning how to do is create your future.
1: Yep. Just got to write that down real quick. I'm the programmer not the program. Right and really is it's just hearing things in, in in a different way and that's why these conversations are are so important because when you can like and I I right, I know this about the ego but when I can even now think about it in this way mm-hmm. it makes it right it makes it lock in and click for me even that much more about what's actually happening mm-hmm. and how I am the programmer mm-hmm. I actually do have the power here I am the one in control. Yeah, that's just, it's, Wow, Arnold, I want to ask you, buddy, before we wrap things up. So the question that I ask every single guest, and uh, you've really answered it in a ton of different ways already, uh, but it's always fun to ask it at the end because it always kind of comes out differently. Um, So the goal of my life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a place that is more one, more loving, more forgiving, understanding, accepting, vulnerable, more together, mm-hmm. more empathetic. Um, there's all of these just high vibrational emotions. And yeah. um, you're doing so much already. <laughs> what do you feel like you're doing every day or plan for the future that is helping and aiding in this shift of consciousness?
0: You know, it, I mean, there's the bigger stuff, you know, like working with corporations. That That's great. But, you know, it, it, I think it ultimately comes down to you know, when I choose my, to be with my kids or put my, to put my wife first, because that's the hardest choice, right? Like today I'm like, oh, I got this, I got to develop this content. And I'm like, like, my oldest daughter's at home. My youngest is with granny my wife's away. And so, you know, the, before this podcast, I'm like, oh, I, I go upstairs to work and prepare and do all that stuff. And, and then I'm like, yeah, but this, I, I never get this time, just her and I. And so I chose, we did something just her and I. And I think that's it. Like it really is choosing those moments where you can, cause that's the hardest choice. That's the hardest thing to do. And so when we personally choose to, to, to have our, the people we care most about feel loved and appreciated, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that you can do.
1: Amazing. Right. Because, and that's why I love asking the question one, because I think when I first started asking it, I, thought people were gonna have like the grand scheme ideas and these these big huge things and when I ask it mostly nobody says the big huge things and that's fine if you do and it's like yeah, yeah there's like really no wrong answer here. There's just there's just not. It's like you're being yourself and that's that's enough. Yeah. And and asking that question and having so many people saying them individually in the little things. And Arnold right now You've been answering that question throughout the entire episode, literally, Mm -hmm. right? And the way you've been helping it is on a bigger scale, which is so important for the actual shift. You're not just helping one individual person at a time, you're helping corporations and companies and, and multiple individuals. Like that is crucial. And, and I cannot stress enough how, how, how important that is because you're making more, you're just making a bigger impact on things, Mm -hmm. but I love that when we can just pull it into ourselves and like, cause that's really how I feel like we are going to shift the consciousness when we look at it inside of ourselves, not outside of ourselves. Right. Because you can go and give, you know, go and talk to companies and go meet people and, and have the app and do all those things. But in those situations, right, you're, you're kind of more reliant on that person to make a change and that person yeah. to make a shift where yeah. with what you just said, it's all within you. And that's, really where the truth comes from, because, right, I can be the best person I can be every single day. And, you know, try to show that to everybody and tell people like, this is what we're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. the the main way that we can do it is because those things are out of our control. But when we just focus on what's within our control and how I can act and how you can spend more valuable time with your children yeah. and create that sort of a love, because that has the ripple effects like crazy, too. Like, you know, what is she
0: going to come, uh, come by teaching her to put her family first, to be loving, to, to take care like, how many interactions is she going to have in her life? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, it doesn't matter how many corporations if she, if she can. So I, I, that's it. Like, I think ultimately there's so much, I mean, parents, I've got so much respect for parents. I mean, it's such an important job yeah. and, you know, so many of us, life is so demanding now. It's so hard. It's one of the reasons, you know, like, it's one of the reasons why I built the app in the first place or just did all this research is because like I, I couldn't do the things to make my, my partner feel loved that I could do when we first started because we had two kids. I was starting a business. I had all this stuff. So I had to figure out how can I still have those things happen in 10 seconds and not in like, let's go on a vacation or take a week, you know, go to the spa for the weekend. You know, like, yeah, of course that feels good. Of course that's great. You get date night, all those things, but we couldn't do that. And so, how do you make sure that you your partner feels so loved in that micro moments? And that's, you know, yeah. And, that, and so that's, I don't know. We could talk. You know, I think we could probably talk for about four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how long is that pocket? I don't know. I, I think I need to eat. Like, we're just you know, <laughs> orange, eat, uh, you know like, what's next?
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway. But man, thank uh-huh. you. That was uh, that was such a that was such a good response and. uh, and before asking you that, right in my mind, ego, the fear of, oh my God, and just sh- hushing it and having it be quiet. I was like, is he just going to like, he's already answered it. Like, is now, just, is this just going to be redundant? Is he just going to say the same stuff he said throughout the whole episode? Because again, you really answered it throughout the entire episode.
0: And Justin, were you listening? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And honestly, I'm blown away every time I ask the question because... It's just, it always comes out in, in, a, in a different way than I'm anticipating. And even in that in in that in itself, I'm trying to not, see, I'm not trying, and I'm trying to work out of my vocabulary trying.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right?
1: So I am, uh, every time I ask it, I'll have that little flicker of like, uh, you know, they're going to repeat themselves or it's because you've already, you know, they've already talked about it, but I just hush that. I move forward and I'm blown away every single time with the, with the person's response. Mm. And it encourages me and gives me so much hope because really almost everyone answers in the way of it's all within me, it's all within my actions and how I can contribute to the world and what I can do to make the, the world a better place. And it just, it's to, to really feel like that's the way and have so many incredible people answer it that way. I'm like, wow, we are like- super so yeah. cool right it's like we're we're on the journey we're on the way and it feels really really good it really does yeah well, and way to go for asking and you know like
0: uh yeah you talk about doubt like he says who am i to be doing this you know like that oftentimes i'm like well you know i don't know who i am like i mean i know i've got this motivation i've got this desire but you know i'm i don't have a phd you know i don't have a doctor's certificate so like who am i to go and help people change the world and be more connected you know hmm it's that odd I, I don't have to create that thought that's just, it's just right
1: there true it's right that there, right? yep it is just right there and what sue so i just want to give you a little bit of love right now you <laughs> are yeah, but you know what i mean it, wait, wait, let me just prepare okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. it's like for me phd or not for me i'm like who cares you are li- arnold you're living your truth you're you're connecting to your purpose and your dharma and your soul. And you showed that before how when you were younger, you wanted to be a rock star and do all those things. And that's fine. You know what I mean? And then you connected to your truth of connecting people, creating more love. And that's what you're doing. That's the path that you are following. And that is the best thing in the world that we can do is follow our path of who we truly are and let our truth right shine through because that is how we make a difference that is how we show up in the world in in the most miraculous way possible so like all the other things like they to me they don't they don't matter you are connecting and living your soul's purpose and that's all that matters wow
0: that's some good love i like that (laughs) Gonna, I'm gonna record that. And I'm just gonna play that as I'm going to bed at night. So Justin said <laughs> <laughs> Justin said, doesn't matter. Oh my
1: gosh. Right. And and I had I have the same thing, right? The eagle will creep in, the automatic, you know, self-loathing judging statements will creep in on me too. And in saying that to you, buddy, that reinforces it in me and my own truth. Yeah. Right. And it makes it realer for me as well. Because I know how true it is in you. And I, I know that a hundred percent. So I'm like, when I'm saying that to you, I'm like okay, cool. That, that you know, that, that does, yeah. that, it helps me a little bit too. It's uh you know, and to not yeah. doubt myself or to not think I'm lacking in, in any way. I'm, I'm literally just following the best feelings. I'm following my pure happiness and and the things that make me feel the most loving every single day. Yeah. And imagine, imagine if we all connected to that, if we all were able yeah. to, to follow that path, that's, yeah, that's where the magic really happens. Yeah.
0: One a wonderful book on uh, creation or writing is called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and she talks about how, um, like, even if like you have an inspiration, even if it's ninety nine point nine percent exactly the same as your neighbor, mm. it's you're still obligated to 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 follow it like you because there's no one like you, like you, I mean, you have all those guests on, it's going to relate to a certain number of people. It's going to, like, there's so many people and, and like, it doesn't matter. Uh, like even if you're like, Oh, but I'm exactly like that person. It, it doesn't matter because you're not, yep. you have your uniqueness and you're bringing your uniqueness every single time. And so the more that you can just be yourself, the more that you're going to find your audience and your tribe, and you're going to make the difference that you're meant to make. And so it, like I totally agree. It's hard not to judge yourself, like, oh, well, there's no point. There's, you know, there's a there's a million apps out there. Why bother creating an app? You know, like, well, that, that's what I was inspired to do. So I guess I just gotta do it.
1: <laughs> yes. You know? yes. Yes, yes. Anyway. Amazing. Yes, buddy. Uh Arnold, if you can uh before we cut out, if you can just let everybody know uh where they can find you uh, on social media. Um, if you can just let them know again the names of the apps too, so they can look those up and and, and find them.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's on the, obviously uh the the um uh the, the apple store that's not right the app store and uh, google play uh, uh it's the con- the connection app so you have to have the the um if you want to work with me in the business world look check me out on linkedin uh, easy to find uh, r-n-o-l-d smith arnold smith um and the connection app.com if uh, if you want some more information so yeah go ahead download the app and if you want to uh, you know hey uh, so like there's some free challenges and there's some paid ones uh, but anybody who's listening right now if you want to work on a specific habit and it's not free right now you should do one free um, challenge a month but if you want to just just reach out email me and say hey i heard you on uh i, I heard you on uh the spread love movement podcast and i'll i'll, I'll set you up with a, a free month of uh, access
1: Incredible, and what we'll do too, um, we'll put the things that you just mentioned in the description of the episode, so everybody, yep, yeah, who's listening, uh, you can just find it there. Um, yeah. And then it it might just be a little bit easier just to see it there, but all that good stuff will be there. Don't hesitate to reach out to Arnold, man. Oh my God. Yeah. Just, uh, I say this a lot of times at the end of the episode, don't ever let fear or anything overcome like Arnold, what a, just a amazing special guy. So, um, you can get a little bit more. Yeah. Of Arnold in your life and what he's doing. Definitely welcome (laughs) that stuff as much as you can.
0: I keep telling people that just a little bit of Arnold (laughs) in your life. is going to give you love and happiness. (laughs)
1: yes on it and really who doesn't want more love and happiness like it's right? really cool my man i appreciate you so much this has been incredible you have some phenomenal energy love what you're doing in the world you are making a massive massive impact so i appreciate yeah, you too, buddy. thanks buddy everybody we love you so much thank you for kicking it with me and arnold and we will see you next time see you guys